It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Sally Luberg is looking forward to retirement so that she can spend time in her quilt studio, quilting, weaving, and working on a few other crafts. She's getting a little head start by opening Sally's Quilting. I think many of us will resonate with Sally when she talks about color. Sally, thank you so much for agreeing to be on A Quilter's Life and spending your time with me today. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Let's start. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Parkersburg, West Virginia, but I lived across the river. Actually, it was called Little Hawking, but it's close to Marietta. And we moved around a lot when I was little, mostly just in the Appalachian area. But I ended up in Zanesville, Ohio, and I've been here for lots and lots of years now. (laughs) Oh, neat. I saw that you were in Zanesville, but I didn't tell you I'm in Marietta. I thought I saw that on your website. Marietta is a gorgeous town. We were just down there for the Sternwheeler Festival. Those are the best fireworks I have ever seen across the nation. Oh, my goodness. They are something. We were on a boat out in the water and you just felt like you were in the fireworks. It was an incredible experience. That's so neat. Sally, can you share a special childhood memory? Well, I remember a birthday party when I was really young and one of the other children brought a box of crayons as a gift and I was never so thrilled with a gift in my life. It was a great big box. And the crayons, you know, of course, they're brand new and they're organized by color. And it just took my breath away. There were so many and such beautiful colors. I can remember clearly the gift, but I don't remember anything else about the party or even the children that were there. (laughs) But I remember that just colorful, beautiful gift. Oh, wow. We all love that crisp, brand new crayon. And all the colors, the Mm -hmm. colors. Now, besides quilting, have you had other employment? Yes, I'm an accountant. That's my day job. I've always done fabric hobbies. And my goal is to retire and spend my retirement in my quilt studio. I really admire someone that's an accountant. Well, it's unusual, you know, that you find somebody that is mathy and detail-oriented is really not the right way to say it, but, and has a creative side as well. It's almost diametrically opposed, but I do the accounting work so that I can come home and play with my fabric and my sewing machine and all the artsy stuff. Yeah. So are you a CPA or? I am a CPA. (laughs) As I started to say my question before my brain started worrying because some people call themselves accountants. When I hear accountant, I think CPA. Yep. 
the whole public accounting audits. I started out in public accounting, but I work in a small business now. So I do all the bookkeeping, monitoring, the financial decisions, payback for asset purchase. To me, it's interesting. I like the project aspects of it. And I like the whole puzzle aspect, maybe to start with a question and work your way through to an answer. Like what's going on here? And oh, this, 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 and that's the reason why. So this is what we need to do. I like the puzzle aspect of it. And that comes in, you know, with quilting, you have to do the math or you end up with some pretty wonky out of shape things, <laughs> but the planning process. And I like the geometrical patterns, how you can emphasize one aspect of the geometrical pattern and you see one thing, or you emphasize something else and you get a different picture. And that to me is just amazing because again, it all comes back to color. It's all color-based, which I just find that incredibly interesting. When I do weaving, you know, you put your warping in and that, of course, is a color and you have color choices there. But when you shoot the weft through, it changes the aspect of the color that you have in the warp. It's just the blending of colors. So you start with two things and you get a third. It's just the combinations that you don't always know what to expect. Like when you put a blue on a green and they're going to be tightly woven, you come up with a third color because instead of seeing two colors, they blend into one. Mm -hmm. I just find that endlessly fascinating. There are so many permutations of that. You could just never get bored. And it's the same way with the quilting and the geometrical shapes, so many permutations. And then you get to put it on a quilting machine and something else comes out. So it's just a, an incredibly interesting process. Yeah. You mentioned that you've been in the Appalachian area your whole life, but did you go up to Zanesville as an adult or as a child? I moved to Zanesville. My parents moved us, my sister and I, when we were in high school. So I spent my senior year at a new high school and I'm still a little bit salty about it <laughs> a million years later. <laughs> <laughs> so my sister and I, since we've been to two high schools, we get confused as to where we know somebody from. This high school, that high school. Just kind of interesting. Yeah. And I went to Columbus. I went to college, went to Columbus, worked a little bit, moved back here with my husband. And it's just a nice place to be. We're comfortable here. And I like the space. Yeah. You mentioned weaving. Are there other crafts you do or have done? Rug hooking. I started rug hooking in my early 30s. And I enjoy dyeing wool as well. That brings out the mad scientist in just about anybody, I would think. 
because it's a process, you need special equipment. I use acid dyes and I just have a little, I call it a dye kitchen, which just means that there's its own stove and sink there. The equipment that I use, I don't cook with. So I think it qualifies as a dye kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And you mix the dyes and Again, it's back to the colors. You can buy standard commercial colors, but if you mix a little bit of this color and a little bit of that color, again, you get something brand new and you can just keep mixing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you get softer reds, you get blue greens, just a whole gamut of new colors. And there's tricks that, you know, you can spot dye and it's kind of like an ombre, the fabric. And then when you strip it and rug hook it, it has a neat effect. Depending on how you hook it too, you can get something that fades into one color. If you're doing a flower, you can start with the darker end, hook outwards to the lighter color, and it gives a more lifelike impression. I just kind of like to mix the chemicals too and see what colors come out. It's a fun process. Oh, neat. I bet you have some beautiful rugs that way. I've really enjoyed making them. Any other hobbies? I do some horseback riding. That helps me get out of my head. Sometimes you can think, 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 and you find your wheels spinning. But if you go out and do something else, change of scenery, move around. When you come back, sometimes it's just easier to solve whatever issue you're having. So I like to be out with my horse too. It's just companionable. How long have you had your horse? Oh, about 15 years now. Oh, I bet you're close. Yeah, he's a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a lot of miles on us. Wow. Do you think some of these hobbies show up in your quilting? I would be surprised if they somehow didn't, but consciously, I don't know that I'm blending them. I love color theory and I love color. Yeah, I I think you take that from one thing to another, but not consciously. Yeah, it sounds like you do have a emphasis there with the color, and that is definitely a big part of quilting. It is. So who introduced you to quilting? Well, this is kind of a strange story. So I had my husband's brother's ex-wife's new husband's mother pass away and they could not find a family member closer than me that wanted this poor woman's quilting items and I just couldn't bear to see you know I know how I feel about my stuff and all I can think about is this woman who has started this work and it not finding a home so I gladly accepted her things and went through them. 
she had been uh, sewing an Irish chain quilt. And at the time, I didn't know what the pattern was called, or actually, I didn't even know how the pieces went together. I could see that she'd hand piece these little one inch squares, one and a half inch squares. And the time and energy that went into that, it just broke my heart that it was not going to be finished and just laying there. So I got some help at my local quilting store. They told me what the pattern was. And I spent probably six months figuring out sewing and re-sewing to get these things together square. Not, not her issues, my issues, because it was all new to me. But I ended up with just a beautiful quilt. And she used scraps. It's that old. They have that vintage feel. You probably know what I'm talking about. The older quilts from like the 20s and 30s. They have certain patterns that you frequently see. Some of them are like the feed sack patterns. And they're in this quilt. And it's just absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. I had help finishing that. The ladies at the quilt store helped me. And I met a wonderful woman that quilted it. And she had a Gamel quilting machine that just fascinated me. I wanted so, so, so badly (laughs) to get my hands on that, you know, to learn how to use it. And down the road, she did take me under her wing. She showed me how to use her machine and she let me work on it. And she's my mentor to this day. And I never looked back. You know, I sorted through the boxes that I received. There were several things started. The woman had granddaughters that were having babies. So I finished up the quilts that she had started for them. And I gave the quilts back to them. And they seemed very happy about that. And there was a Noah's Ark pattern in there. I wasn't really too interested in that one. It had a lot of applique. So that one is just kind of sitting there. I've since done applique. I'd like to, at this point, go my own direction. It's one of the, I think there's two, maybe three things left in there that I haven't finished. And I don't know that I will. I don't know. I'm the fabric hoarder. I've got them boxed up and I can't let any of it go. I know that makes me sound so horrible, but I like to have the fabric. I like to know that I can do it, I guess, if I want to. It's true. I just (laughs) don't think it makes me sound very good. (laughs) But I think Mm -hmm. other quilters are going to resonate with that. Probably. You know, when I run into other quilters at the fabric stores, we're all running our hands over the fabric and it's texture as much as color and the combining of the colors. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's the quilt that you have made or someone else's quilt or even just a quilt pattern that you really like, do you have a favorite one? I actually do. I have a friend that weaves with me and 
we worked together. We used overshot weaving patterns and made 12 by 12 inch, I guess you'd call them samples of all these weaving patterns. And we put together two quilts. There's 12 different samples in each one. And they're, you know, window paned together and quilted around the outside. There's no quilting over the weaving, just quilted around it. That's probably my favorite because I did it with my friend and it was an early thing that we did together. So that one will probably always be my favorite. Oh, cool. And that combined two of the things that you do. Yeah, it was interesting. And when you're working on your quilt, do you have a tool that you're so happy you have? Well, I, of course, like my sewing machine. Does anybody else name their sewing machine? Mine's named Liz. (laughs) Beyond that, I like my space. I don't have to clean up after myself. I have a dedicated workspace and I just love that. I can leave my things where I want them. Maybe that would be my best tool, my space and my sewing machine, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm not sure where I saw if it was on your website or not, but I was wondering, are you in a log house? Yes. My husband took down a log cabin and rebuilt it beside our house. So that's where my quilt studio is. I have an upstairs that's weaving and rug hooking. And downstairs, I have my long arm and my sewing machine. And I am the happiest woman in the world. (laughs) What a neat place. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Wow. Do you like each step along the way or do you have a favorite part of the quilting process? I like each step, but my favorite part is when I start putting the blocks together and I can see what it's going to look like and I can see how they're going to work with each other. That would definitely be my favorite part. I'm just picturing ones I've laid out and yes, that is a neat part. It is. Share your worst quilting experience. (laughs) How about the first time I'm sewing on the bias? Oh, my goodness. I think I just gave up on it. Yeah. I went a lot of the way through because I could see, you know, what I was doing and how things were pulling. But I had made such a mess with it that I... I didn't keep it. (laughs) Um, Since then, I've had better luck. You do learn things. And I like that a lot about the process. The things I make now are so much sharper and squarer and flatter than what I started with. That's probably true for everybody. And one of the nice, nice things about quilters is how generous and helpful they are. If you have a question or something's not working for you, they'll tell you how to do it or what's a better way. And even my beginning quilts, I've never had anybody criticize 
even though they might have needed criticism, you know, (laughs) everybody's, you know, supportive of the learning process. And you can see some of the beautiful things that some of these ladies with a lot of experience make. And you think, oh, I'll never be there. You can be. You just need to keep making. And I have never had a bad experience with anybody. The ladies that are making the gorgeous pieces are always kind. They're always, well, you know, you can try this if you want to do better or you'll get there. That's what I like about quilters. It's not a competition. Everybody's helping everybody and encouraging each other. And I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea why you make quilts rather than spend your time on other things? I think quilting pulls together the things that I like to do best. The color, of course, the color. And there's little technical expertise with the sewing. I love it when I get sharp points. And I like the quilting. You put a top on there. And depending on how you quilt it, you can get different things. Like densely quilted with some negative space is one thing. Or a meander or, you know, some light quilting. It's how you focus the attention on different aspects of the quilt. And I just find that so interesting that the decisions you make can make it one thing or make it something else. And it's out of the same colors and the same patterns. And it's fun to watch when different people make the same thing, but they look so different. Yes. I like to think that it's an expression of your personality. It is. Who do you make your quilts for? (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Grandbabies. I've made a lot of baby quilts lately. I just made a couple for my mom. She needed one for a gift. And she saw a purple one that I was putting together. And I didn't think of my mom as a, a purple person. But she really liked it, so I sent her home with it. Friends and family, mostly. I haven't had a lot of specific requests. I'm able to make what I like to make, mostly. You know, nobody's saying, please make me exactly this. Yeah. Do you have a project that you're working on right now? Yes, I have a baby quilt on the machine right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's got butterflies on it. It's fun. When you said butterflies, I wondered, is it applique or butterflies in the fabric? Butterflies in the fabric. I just happened to find a fabric that I just could not walk away from, and it had a bigger pattern on it. So I ended up with some larger blocks. It was kind of a quick thing to put together, but I like it. Yeah. Share a quilting tip you like to give or something that you learned that was so helpful. Do it right the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate to pick out stitches. I was slow to use pens because I thought, oh, you know, this is straight. It'll just hold together. 
No, after taking out a lot of seams that if I'd just taken a minute to pin it together, would have sewn up just fine. Do it right the first time. Yeah, we like to try to skip a step here and there, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so guilty, but every time I do, I'm sorry. I just take my time, do it right the first time. Yeah. Sally, describe how you went from having quilting as a hobby and it became a business. Well, I'm kind of thinking about what I'm going to do when I retire. And I bought a long arm quilting machine and I am working my way towards retirement, which will give me full time here in the studio. And I want to do quilting for other people. I can weave if, you know, somebody has a special request for something. But yeah, this is what I'm going to do with my retirement. I'm going to be here. I'm going to quilt. I would like to quilt for others. I would like to do special projects. And I'm looking forward to a happy retirement. So have you named your business yet? Sally's Quilting. My son said, keep it simple. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good that you kept quilting in the name that tells people exactly what it is. Yeah. So have you done that first quilt yet or are you still preparing for that? No, I've done some. It's a fun experience. I have an intake form and they come in. I talk to them about what they're looking for, how they want their quilt, whether dense or a looser quilting. I help people pick thread and patterns. And it's a fun process. They have an idea in their head what they want out uh, the other end, but asking enough questions and making sure I understand what they want has been kind of interesting. Communication is key. Yes. So when that first person that you knew you were going to quilt their quilt for your business, how did that feel when they brought that quilt to you? Pretty exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it, it really was. I told her that she was my first customer and she was such a kind lady. She's brought me several since then. And I've still got the money that she paid me for the first quilt in my drawer because it was a landmark. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. And it's a little bit scary. It's been a great experience so far. I've met some wonderful ladies, all of them kind. And I'm looking forward to many years of this. Great. And I wanted to mention that you can find out more about Sally on her website, sallyluberg.com. We've talked about your weaving, but I was thinking as you talked about pulling those colors and getting a third color, in my mind, I was thinking of the plaids, how that's made with the different color threads. Yeah, exactly. Is that the kind of look that it comes out or are you able to hold threads back to actually even get words in there or what do you do with the weaving? How do you get a design in the weaving? 
they're called overshot patterns and there's a basic structure what would be over under over under that's called a tabby and it's called a shot when you put one weft thread through and with an overshot you would lift a different pattern of strings of your warp and shoot your overshot through and that it shoots over like four or whatever number of threads that you're leaving down. And the next shot, you do a tabby. And the tabby is what holds the fabric together. And the overshot is what gives it the pattern. So you'd see like coverlets. That's an overshot. And on like a straight tabby weave, like the plaids would have striping in the warp and then you'd also stripe in the weft and that gives you the plaid pattern. But if you don't have any striping in the warp and you're just shooting a straight color through, even if your warp is green and your weft is blue, that simple crossing of colors can give you something you didn't Well, it's not that you didn't expect it, but it's a new color. Mm -hmm. And because they're woven so tightly together, it doesn't look like two colors. It looks like a third color. Yeah. I color. (laughs) I love color. (laughs) That must be so much fun to play with. It is. I'm doing one with the blue and gray weft right now. And the warping is just a plain color. And it gives it some depth with the gray and the blue in there together. The warp breaks it up so it doesn't look like straight lines. It looks kind of like a merging of colors. Well, thank you, Sally. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.